Hey everyone, and welcome back to Grow With The Flow, where we navigate our ever-evolving journey together. Hey guys. Oh, oh. <coughs> wow. I just had like a mid-voice crack right there. I don't know if the mic picked that up, but like, okay, let's just, let's just, let's just pretend that didn't happen because I really don't want to edit this. <laughs> hey guys and girls and gays and gals, and welcome back to another episode. Today, I am doing another reflective session, <laughs> looking back a little bit on my life and how it's been going on. Wait, hold on. Before I start talking, let me just start my stopwatch real quick. Okay, we got our stopwatch on. Okay. Hey, guys. <laughs> As you can tell by the title itself, we are going to be talking about, I guess you could say a part two of the failure kind of... Oh, failure like kind of like the failure session that we've been doing you know i guess i mean i was only just planning to make one segment about failure in general you know and how you get over it changing and reframing what failure actually is but i felt like i think i wanted to go a little bit deeper to my personal life and that's why i didn't have like a question box up on my instagram also partially because i'm also on an instagram break and i feel like no one really notices about like whatever <laughs> but i've been on an instagram the instagram instagram break <laughs> recently and guys mind you it's like working really well like my screen time went from like 17 hours a week i swear i'm not even making this up instagram is like my only source of like social media platform you know to scroll and stuff because i don't have like tiktok i don't have twitter i don't have any of those i only have like youtube and instagram and movies or whatever but anyways like my screen time have dropped down from 17 hours a week like per week to six if that's not improving, I don't know what is. So I, okay, I'm really happy with that. Been reading more books and all that stuff. So that's been great. But yeah, I, I want to talk a bit more personally about failure and how I've gone through it because I felt like I have so many failing points in my life that I just kind of want to pinpoint and look back upon but obviously looking back in a more reflective way where I felt like I just want to share my experiences and hopefully help you guys because I feel like it could relate to a lot of people in different ways so yeah let's just get right into it because I felt like I have so much things to say and I've planned this for a while now so I have my notepad up it's been a while since I used my note app <laughs> so yeah let's just get right into it you know because your girl has a lot to talk about and you know me you know okay 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 so 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 today we're talking about like all sort of like overcoming your fear of failure right and I did a little bit of research and turns out it's actually a phobia if, if it goes to an extent obviously if it goes to an extent where you're like always so over fixated on failing and kind of like self-prophesizing or predicting failure at all times which then hinders you from opening up to new opportunities and relationships and whatnot that and also like anxiety that comes within it you know that in itself um is called a phobia which is called a tiki phobia I'm pretty sure that's how you pronounced it because I literally searched it up on YouTube on how to freaking pronounce it. It's spelled A-T-Y-C-H-I-P-H-O-B-I-A. A tiki phobia. So a tiki phobia is... I, okay, I'm just learning this too. So you and I were learning something new. But a tiki phobia is basically um, where you basically like avoid 
any kind of activity or scenario that has the potential for an unsex whoa unsex <laughs> unsuccessful outcome i'm i do i need to drink hello am i okay i think we're good i think we're good you know if if we have like any other uh, typos coming out of my mouth then we'll probably take another sip or two but yeah anyways that's what it says on like this website i found and basically someone with this condition they're they're basically scared to try new things and take risks or even embrace the growth of for fear of failure and because of that you're like avoiding different types of situations where um you kind of think that oh at the end of it you're just gonna fail either way and and it's like the likelihood of trying new things is that you're gonna just end up in failure and all that stuff and you then just miss out on opportunities and relationships and all those things that i basically talked about so that's what it is i i I am positive that i do not have that but if you do have that i suggest that you should be open to the idea of therapy i think it's important to have the right kind of help especially when it comes to these things that we all sort of endure by ourselves basically because i know we live in a society where you know people have this idea that like it's kind of different like you shouldn't fail like you don't there's no room for failure you know you you need a hustle you need to you know do your best in everything you do everything's all about success and hustle and i've talked about hustle culture a lot of the times in my previous episodes but yeah um so you may be if you are going through something like this i suggest to be open to that idea and um seek better help from a therapist or professional that could help you so yeah but just in general i think people you know as especially me surrounded by a couple of my very prestigious and academically um yeah academically prestigious i guess friends (laughs) they do have fears of failures in many different types of ways and i myself as just a normal human being I do have my own idea of failure and how I may fear failure in certain points of my life. So, yeah, the fear of failure in itself, it actually stems from, you know, having the fear of embarrassment, I guess, and shame. Yeah, that you actually just put on by yourself. Like, you don't, you you think that it's shameful to be failing at this certain point of your life, and you think that you're like a low life or a low point, I guess. But it's just you identifying that and determining that for yourself. Um, I know people are people pleasers, and, you know, we just generally, we subconsciously want to please people and and look good in front of society or whatever that is. But yeah, like, I guess you're, I guess like the idea of shame and embarrassment that people put up um, as a standard in society kind of makes it, you know, pressuring for us to fail or be open to that idea because we don't want to experience that kind of feeling, you know, and failing in itself could trigger like your feelings of worthlessness because sometimes you grip onto success so much that like you just don't want to It just take a toll on your like, I guess, mental health that you think that your self-worth and confidence kind of depends on it and then it just triggers that and you then try to avoid trying even in the first place because sometimes it could serve as a way to protect yourself you know like i mentioned a lot of times in my in literally the episode before this one where we talked about enduring failure with resilience is that I think of, um, you know, I kind of sort of, I don't know if I'm making excuses or I'm being honest at a point at this point, I really don't know. But like, 
I try and I hinder myself from trying new things. There are times in my life, obviously, where I try not to go to things and open up to new opportunities because I want to protect myself. Like, I don't know if that's like an actual reason or that's just like a cover up for my issues. But I do... I do keep saying that, like, I'm trying to protect myself for, like, the better or the worse, you know? But I think that protecting yourself means to, you know, let yourself try new things. And if something does, something bad does happen, you're there, you know? And you're, you're there to give courage and strength to yourself. And I felt like that's a more healthier way to protect yourself by just, like, jumping into the possibility in itself, you know? And then just being there for yourself and I think that's a better way to protect yourself so yeah but anyways that's just the idea I guess I just want to put it out there for people that are like kind of confused maybe like giving like I'm just giving an introduction to what maybe fear of failure might be it doesn't have to be a phobia because and and oh wow a tiki phobia is a phobia of failure but you know fear of failure could just be you know it doesn't have to go to that extent you know um, you don't, but yeah, but anyways, just putting it out there, feel, fear of failure is just a more um, intense, like, fear um, that just, like, kind of triggers you and your self-worth, and it just becomes really toxic, you know, and you don't want to, like, try new things and stuff that, you know, may possibly end good, but you just think that it'll end bad, so you don't, like, open yourself up and stuff, but anyways, yeah, yeah, and looking back, I, okay, now I would say that I am in a much better state, which I'm very grateful for. Took a lot of work and I'm patting myself on the back because I did a great job. But yeah, I guess um, you guys could pat yourself on the back too if you feel like you've obviously grown throughout the course of this year, this month. Any little progress that you have, just be proud of yourself. And I guess for me, um, obviously getting to this point was took a lot, a lot of time, obviously. But just looking back, failure has always been wow like very common <laughs> in my life like it's been really common i've been called that i've experienced that and yeah i guess i also just realized that there are two types of failures i guess and i generally only believe in one of them hmm i don't know but <laughs> failure in itself could be described as a noun and an adjective and I'm pretty sure also maybe a verb right you know words could be described in very many different ways but um the noun for failure itself is like the lack of success right like the um I guess for me it's like when I'm not meeting my own standards that's like the noun of it right like I failed in um for example not like I like um how do I say it like for, for instance I failed in a test you know I failed in the test because I wasn't meeting to my expectation where um, maybe I don't generally fail in the test. Like maybe I didn't get like a 50 below or something or, you know, an IB like a three or a two or whatever, because that's like actually considered us fail though. But maybe for me, my idea of failure is when I don't meet like a five or a 70 percent, you know, and that to me is failure. You know, it's my own interpretation of failure because I don't meet a certain standard or goal that. I believe um, is failure however the adjective of failure is when you kind of like describe someone as failure like for instance like people calling other people like you're such a failure yeah like 
you're labeled as a failure in a certain aspect of your life or just a failure in general i do not believe that i think that's a horrible way to say things to someone please do not tell people that they're a failure they're not um sometimes we 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 get by we get by it's just it's gonna take a lot more time and progress to reach that idea of success i guess i and i guess I'm trying to reframe people um, over the idea of what success and failure is towards this podcast and the other one, the previous one. Yeah, but I'm just trying to say that I don't believe the idea of failure as an adjective is a good way to say things to people and I don't believe that idea is also true. And I talked about it in my previous episode where um, I, um, I don't know, just like, like failure for me is when you stop trying and i commented that because one of the people in my uh question box mentioned that their belief on what failure truly is is when you stop trying and so i believe in that too and so i don't think it's great for you to tell or determine who is a failure and who is not by your own definition and especially like when they really aren't a failure and no one here in this world is truly ever a failure unless you've really truly just given up on yourself and you know just your goals and i guess maybe you could determine that but that's not even your job to determine who and what is a failure so yeah but anyways let's just get right into like personal failures i guess that for me that um personal failure is more of the noun part okay by the way it's not the adjective part it's the noun part and i think i need a drink because i literally have things clogging up in me wait i'm just Oh my gosh, can you hear like the bubbles from me sipping through my water bottle? Okay, anyways, like, okay. So looking back, I I figured out at least like four personal um, failing points in my life that I think is also pretty relatable to a lot of people. <clears throat> Why do I have like sudden voice cracks? I don't, I don't know. <laughs> I'm going through puberty. I don't know. No, I've passed that you can't even see it (laughs) okay anyways okay focus um by personal failures i mean just starting off i I guess when i hear the word failure one thing that comes into my mind because this has played a huge role in my life so i'm like kind of ranking it from i guess the most damaging parts of my life to the least i guess wait actually that's not true that's not true i didn't really rank it from that no i didn't okay but anyways when I first hear the word failure, um, one failing point that I always come back to is my burnt out phase. It's not necessarily like a low point of my, well, kind of. <laughs> I felt like it was a low point. Um, <clears throat> so, well, I don't think it's a very low point, you know, over the course of my entire life, you know. I felt like I've gone through something even worse than that. But I guess the burnout really took a toll um on a lot of things um one of it being academically like my grades and just my academic life you know school and all that and that to me is my i guess the worst thing ever at the moment is to have academic failure that that you know going through a burnout um obviously that takes a lot of cleaning up afterwards how do i say it like like yeah undergoing a burnout just takes a while to like sorry i'm like burping all over the place oh my goodness yeah like going through a burnout like having a transition from a burnout to like a more uh 
stable lifestyle like going back to how it used to be is kind of difficult and for me cleaning up after that mess is really challenging and it's it's because that you know when you're trying to get better from a burnout and burnouts for me at least take takes a while you know for some people it could only take for like a couple weeks couple months even though that seems really long but for me i think it took at least one year i don't know it took it took me really long honestly i started like mid sort of like mid or a quarter uh, what am i saying like yeah sort of like mid grade 11 to like mid grade 12 so that took a really long time but it was difficult transitioning to a much more better school lifestyle because I just remembered all the mess that I made, such as my failed grades and my zero willingness even to study and completing all my tasks that are at hand and just all those things and not even, how do I say it? Like, it's just, it's a lot. It's just heavy. And on top of that, you're still in your transitioning process. So your energy is also still very very low to even transition like you can't just get out of a burnout like it's like a phase you know because i know there are you know when it comes to mental health there there are certain times where it's like a phase or there are certain things that needs to be transitioned you know it's kind of yeah but for burnouts it's like you're not it's not just like a snap and you're done you know no it's you need to transition to that like you need to slowly push yourself to be better, you know, because you can't be wasting any more of your time, but it takes quite a long time and energy, so it was really difficult, and because of that, I guess, yeah, sure, I had, like, the willingness to do something about it, but it was still difficult, and that resulted in, like, me being afraid to even, quote-unquote, like, clean up my own mess, like, um, giving my all in, the tasks that I'm given because I just know that I'd like fail, you know, at the end of it or studying hard for a test because I like why do that when I'm going to fail either way or even handing my tasks that at like the right time because I would know that I would just fail at doing so and etc. There's like a lot, but I've then noticed that, well, see, the thing is like I, I always had that thought in my head, so I kind of made it happen and I didn't realize that I was doing that because I kept thinking to myself that like, why even start on a task when you're not even going to finish it? You're, like, going to fail anyways. You know, you're going to fail anyways. And it, it did end up happening. That's why I keep that mindset all in my head for the longest time. But then I realized that there's a pattern. Like, notice the pattern that, is, that I've been saying to myself over and over again. I've been self-prophesizing this whole time that I'm just going to fail at the end. I've been self-prophesizing my failures. And I guess from that, I've soon well thankfully i've soon realized that from the help of Bukarisa. <laughs> thank you Bukarisa. but yeah i needed like a secondhand opinion and a secondhand like advice and of realization that like i should just do it and get right into it and not think about the ending you know i've always talked about how life is like a book like you could sort of predict your beginnings and your endings but you don't know everything in between and that's the thing, that's what I've been doing my whole life. I've just self-prophesized the ending of my book. When in reality, like you don't even know the middle parts of it. You're I am literally trying to control my life. And there's certain things that I shouldn't and I couldn't control, which is the future and the outcome of it, really. And I just kept thinking to myself that the outcome is always gonna be failure and whatnot. And ever since I realized that, I've gotten over it through time i like sort of 
reminded myself of what my priorities are, are that I've set during high school because um, in high school, like in the very beginning of high school, not really grade 10, but mostly like grade 11 when we started going through DP, I've, well, technically at the end of grade 10 because I have just been really studious ever since I moved schools and I really wanted my dream to work out really well. Like I just wanted to be... I just wanted to go to an Ivy school. Like that's just that's just been a big goal of mine ever since um, like tenth grade, going to eleventh grade. Basically, that's always been a goal of mine. I like talked a lot about how my schedules are all covered up in Ivy leagues kind of logos, and then I've just always been picturing going to like Columbia or one of those like Ivy League schools. You know, I didn't like picture like Harvard or something, but at least it was like Columbia, Brown, Cornell, all, all that stuff. But anyways, I um. That's always been my goal and I didn't even have a major yet, but I but I just always been sticking up to that goal. So I guess I was over a, like I was sort of over striving or overachieving that and that led to the burnout in itself. So what I do um, to get over this sort of academic failure that I'm going through and having that fear of failure because because I, I don't want to be super fearful, you know, because at the end of it, I'm not. I'm not jumping into things just because I need to or I want to, you know, like I'm I'm so scared that I'm holding myself back from, you know, the, the possibility that I'm not going to fail, you know. So what I do is that I remember, I've tried to remind myself about my priorities, which is, you know, performing well and getting into IVs, right? But because of that, I then shifted my priorities. Not only that I'm reminding myself because transitioning to a burnout from a burnout to a much more stable life is kind of difficult and being reminded of your goals and your outcomes, I guess that kind of like encourages me to like keep going in life. And from that, I do realize the toxicity behind that. So I kind of shifted my priorities from going into an IV no matter what into just obtaining happiness and defining my own success. So I guess um, by that, I mean, you know, from just working really hard because that's like what got me into the mess, you know, I surely just admired the progress that I'm in, you know, not only that I wanted to, you know, obviously get a good outcome from getting good grades, but I need to admire the process. If the process makes me happy, I should be still content at what the outcome should be, you know? So it doesn't necessarily mean that, like, if I get good grades and I get to an IV, I'm going to be happy. That doesn't, that shouldn't determine my happiness. Instead, I should have fun while learning so that no matter what I get from the result, I am fully content with it. And so that took really quite a long time (laughs) to um go through i guess because um i've only realized that during my third or fourth quarter i guess fourth quarter of 12th grade which is like what the heck like you wasted all that time but yeah it took me a while but i guess i could still redeem myself in university now that i've like gained so much more insight and yeah and i guess that's also one part of the reason oh my gosh what is wrong what is wrong with my throat it's so raspy but I guess that's also like part of the reason why failure is such a good teaching lesson too. Yeah. And what I also mean by defining my own success is that 
instead of thinking that you know getting into an IV is a success for me because you know we kind of need to sort of like shift the idea of success I guess because people think that success is like getting into a really good university that will determine your success when in reality that your life is so so far ahead in the future I'm only thinking about getting into an IV that already determines my success I'm not thinking about like three six years in the future ahead where I need to be where I'm at, and I, I, no, not where I'm at, sorry, I need to be where I want to be, which is just, like, get good payment, get a stable job, or, like, I have, like, other goals and aspirations in the future of being, like, a great epidemiologist, working for WHO, and, like, literally getting my master's degree so that I could get a better high payment, and I, I don't know, there's so many things, I didn't think about that, I literally just think that, like, my success determines, is determined by the university I go to, and that in itself, I felt like, was so pressuring, and also, I mean, it's good to set standards like that, but that fixation that I had was pretty toxic and I felt like it was just so unnecessary and I tried reshifting my idea of success into just like I don't know having the courage to do things is a success from a burnout to have the courage to put myself out there and complete all my tasks complete all my deadlines and attain the grade I want to or at least I don't know be satisfied with it and I guess yeah I just sort of like reshifted my idea of success to not just be one thing that I'm fixated on but rather the progress rather happiness that comes with the progress and I don't know all that stuff all the little things that I wasn't able to do yesterday that I'm able to do today so yeah and I guess part of the reason why I kind of redefine what success is to me is because I felt like I was frantically like working to fearfully avoid failing in life like air quote failing in life rather than willfully achieving success meaning that like I was so I felt like my drive to success is because I'm scared that I would fail in like life or my consequences when I fail in life, you know, like, oh my gosh, what's gonna happen to me? Like, what if I don't get a career? What if this? What if that? What if that? Rather than to willfully, like, achieve success for the betterment of myself, like, for my own, I don't know, well, not like in an egotistical way, (laughs) maybe it could be, but I mean, more in a sense where I just want to be successful to make myself proud, or to get to where I want to be, or to help others in need, you know, like, all that stuff and i feel like i was more of like to the fearful factor not like the more achieving factor for myself yeah so yeah that was my experience with handling with academic failure and i guess from a burnout not only that i was struggling academically but i was struggling non-academically and it was crucial for me to have both academic and non-academic accomplishments for you know obviously getting into an iv because they want like really like prestigious but yet also perfect students right so I had like a lot and I mean like a lot of clubs and organizations that I join and also like sports teams that I've been in and it was pretty difficult obviously juggling all that especially during a burnout so I've had so many stumbles and so many roller coaster points in my life when it comes to non-academic things I guess and from that I lost my self-confidence and my worth and yeah now I'm like happily looking back at it but during that time I don't know it was pretty difficult because 
I myself am known for my confidence and I do believe in that. It was my strongest trait is to be confident and be just like out there, I guess. And I don't know, have a better sense of worth. But because I guess NGOs and all the clubs I joined and also sport sporting stuff too. It was it was heartbreaking for me because they're they're something I love, you know, like academically, I was just like pushed by like failure or I mean like fearfully because of failure. But when it comes to non-academic stuff, I truly enjoyed it. I truly want to be good at it because I enjoy it. And that's why I joined like what, like 17 different clubs and organizations. No, I'm exaggerating. I think it was like nine, (laughs) but like you got the point. Like it's a lot. It's like more than five. And well, that even like, I didn't even count like the sport like teams that I've been in like I guess I've been in like three sport like teams or clubs and stuff and it w- it was sad that I couldn't be able to perform well in my soccer or I, w- I wasn't able to lead my team well in my organizations and I wasn't able to even benefit my own self by being in the English club and all the other clubs that I've been in it, it was difficult to even please myself and even please others and so that made me lost a lot of my self-confidence and obviously my worth too as a person because I think I was also over fixated on I guess my identity towards like non-academic stuff because I think that I was so good um I was so good with it that like it like kind of determines my identity so when it doesn't go well I tend to question my worth and stuff and because of that, I also kind of like question whether there would be success and I didn't have clarity for that. And I felt like I was living in a very meaningless loop of life. That's what I wrote in my notepad <laughs> that I'm reading off of. But that's that is how I felt because um, I didn't think that like my academic non-academic stuff would like obviously determine my life. But it was a huge part of me because I was a very artistic child. I had a lot of interest. I was practically good at those interests. I felt like it made up a ton of my identity. I gained my social skills from there. I gained a lot of myself and my confidence from there that I felt like if I wasn't good at any of those anymore, I question what I am really. Yeah, but academically, I question more about my future non-academically I question more about myself so yeah and through time I realized that I needed to get over it because that's that's not the Agnes I know I guess because I know that I'm a very um, hard-working person no matter the circumstances it is difficult um, obviously transitioning from a burnout but how I got over it is that I took charge I basically need to sit down with myself and I realized that I need to take a hundred percent responsibility for my success right i need to work and do something about this i can't just sit there and mope around about oh i'm I'm like confused about my identity or i'm like really sad um that things didn't go my way and i i i'm losing a lot of my self-confidence worth and i'm having all these like negative thoughts and talking badly about myself and whatnot and i need to just get over it i need to take charge and so I sat down with myself and I tried taking charge of my own thoughts and that I am bettering my own self-talk and I'm not sort of negatively putting myself down or degrading myself because no one is really doing that. No one is pressuring me. It's just me talking and I'm battling with my inner thoughts and I realized that I'm going to have bad days in my life where I like fail at like you know, being a leader for an organization or failing at a competition, failing at like performing well in certain aspects of like my sports stuff or my essay competition, all that stuff, you know. But 
that's all right and that's what makes us human and that's honestly another stepping stone to a better more improved life and i realized that i need to be a bit more kinder to myself and i shouldn't a lot of people say this but it's true and i realized that i beat myself up a lot to the point where i forget my own sense of self and i'm no longer doing that again you know i'm sure there will come to a point in the future where i would i I would say stuff to myself like that but i would try to minimize it the best of my ability as much um, as I am doing right now with my overthinking this and all that stuff because we're human and we have thoughts and sometimes those thoughts are more focused on and they're more louder than yourself in your heart and what it actually knows about yourself more than your own thoughts, you know? And you just need to shut that up for one second, but it takes time. But yeah, I... I did that and I also took charge of upgrading myself and by learning every single day one like little by little you know like one step at a time and I also took charge by sort of just being a little bit better every single day just remind doing little things that I think is an improvement because yesterday's me (laughs) couldn't be able to do that you know and yeah and because of that i have then slowly but surely taken charge of my knowledge my abilities and my skills and i'm constantly reminded of that and even my identity has been reformed and i then realize my own worth and then i've gained more confidence because after knowing my worth i am able to put myself out there and do the things that i'm able to do and just do them regardless of what the outcome is gonna be and i then you know have more self-confidence because i have been more how do i say it have more courageous about things that i felt really proud of myself and i felt like i could do this for another day or two i could do this for another month or two and then i just kept doing um all these non-academic stuff and i got back on my feet so yeah that's how i got over that little transition of burnout you know when it comes to my non-academic opportunities that i was faced with so yeah and the last thing i want to talk about is relationship failure um another point in my life where i felt like played a huge role was relationship because relationship is just i don't know it's just something that generates energy to me as like an extrovert it is something i seek all the time and not to mention back then i was such a people pleaser that people just needed to be in my life for some certain reason and i felt really comfortable with that and i guess witnessing a lot from failed relationships in my family or failed friendships that i've witnessed from my friends and from other people and also even just personally enduring like failed romantic relationships caused me to sort of hinder myself and i'm like more afraid to like wanting to jump into any relationship ever really knowing that like it'll end up failing you know because i've just been comparing myself with all the things that i have witnessed which is completely normal i mean how can you not you know it's like if you watch like a violent movie every single day, it's like there's no chance that you're not going to see the world in a much more violent or repressive way, you know? Like, you know, it's it completely makes sense to be comparing yourself, your life with like other people's lives when that's what you're like faced with. But that shouldn't be a reason, you know, obviously that shouldn't be a reason for me to, I guess, prophesize that everything's just going to have a terrible outcome just because that's what 
you've been faced with, not even faced with sometimes, you've witnessed, you know? And I guess the way I got over that was, took a while too, you know? These are, mind you, like, all these three things are, like, things that I've gone through, like, for a while now. So, yeah, but for me, getting over that and having the courage to just, like, get out there and just be with other people and see how it goes is just... I guess I needed more reflecting and I just needed to have more doing than thinking, you know, just do, just don't think, but do, you know, because for me back then, I was such an overthinker that every little thing that I was like given the opportunity to, I guess, I kind of just think about what's going to happen like three, four years in the future, which I still do now, but not in an overthinking sense, just in a way where it's like, oh, this possibility may happen. So whatever, you know, but I guess back then it was like super fearful to the point where I don't even want to step into like any relationship ever because I was so scared of it. But then when I was, um, I w- but then when I was like given, I guess the opportunity to be friends with the certain people or um, like liking the certain person or something and I jumped into that, I realized it wasn't that bad. And so I then suddenly kind of reflected a little bit and I was like, um, I guess failure kind of shows where you went wrong, what happened and why, why those relationships didn't happen or uh, didn't end up well, you know, it kind of shows the negative parts of where it kind of went south, I guess. And so from that, I was be I was able to learn from it and it helps me sort of introspect because after knowing what happened and what went wrong it made me kind of evaluate my feelings or thoughts and then I then contemplate on my inner self I guess and how I could improve from that how can I improve from that thing that went wrong the last time made me introspect and that's why before selecting people to let them come into my life I introspect first and I just do a lot of observation a little bit just so that they're you know they're probably the right people to come in you know but even if it doesn't end up well that's still something i could learn from and that's what i learned now that's why i'm so open to the idea of new things which is all right and there are going to be people that come and go people do come and go all the time and that's why i don't grip onto that anymore i don't grip onto the idea or expectation that people are always going to be there for me or be nice to me or whatnot everything happens for a reason and when it happens it just happens what you need to do is what you work after it you know like when it does happen what are you going to do so i think to myself this will pass and that there's always going to be light at the end of the end at the end of the tunnel and that just think of it as a way that you're stepping one stone closer to a better more healthy relationship like if for instance you're going through a heartbreak just remember this which i literally remember this from alex russo but like um alex russo's mom told her in wizards of waverly place when she got her heart broken that like, she was like just think of it clo- um, just think of it this way you're one step closer to finding or meeting the one because yeah and i and i think of it that way when it comes to family relationships friendships and even romantic relationships because i just think it's a one step closer to attaining um success or better relationships you know and that's what failure does to you it makes you learn and makes you grow and from that it also makes me kind of used to the challenges that i'm going to face like when you've gone through um, a lot of failures in your life you know i guess it 
it doesn't even scare me anymore sure yeah sometimes it becomes really traumatic that you don't you know you're kind of scared to get into one because like oh my gosh i'm tired i don't want to go through that again why would i self-sabotage myself you know so it does add to the fear but it makes you used to it it makes you better and introspect and observe better and you just gain courage from it and so because of that i have gone through most of these failures including the relationship one so i've gone through um i have a better understanding and a better grip on any sort of type of failure that i'm always gonna you know dwell or stumble upon later in the future so yeah and I guess that's from my experience. I guess that's my experience, you know, going through academic, non-academic and burnt out and also relationship kind of failures that I have that happened to stumble upon my life. And I've learned a lot from it. And I'm very proud um, of the point that I'm in today, of the outlook that I have, that these failures and obstacles have put up <laughs> with me. And I hope you guys could do too. But I do want to share one thing personally of how to generally overcome my fear of failure. Since I've already talked about and shared each of my failures and how I got, like, and how I overcome it, you know, with like these different methods, I guess, just by sharing. But I want to share just the general idea of how to overcome fear of failure, you know, before we close off. So I've came into a conclusion of three steps or three things to overcome fear of failure. And the first one is to reframe your idea of failure. For me, developing a much more different perspective, like reframing your idea of what failure truly is. Because I know since we were younger, we're always thought that like, failure is a terrible thing you're gonna end up like a failure like the adjective failure not the noun you're gonna end up like the adjective failure if you fail you know that's why even grades are called f's because it's for fail failure i guess and we're always thought of failure as a really negative sense you know and that we're like obviously how are you supposed to not to fear that when that's what you've been thought your whole life and i also kind of dwell upon that and i remember that i think my parents have said a lot of those things to me you know because like oh you don't want to end up like a failure you need to um do this or that you don't want to end up like a failure you don't want and that's why it has been quite a fear of mine back then but yeah but i guess it's better to have a new perspective of failure so instead of seeing failure as like an absolute like disaster or life-destroying matter that could like lead to many terrible things we could develop a much more better relationship with it by you know accepting it acknowledging it letting it in like being open to that idea of failure you know and honestly as i always say before always celebrate your failures like celebrate that you did fail at something it is something worth celebrating because that when you fail at something you know you're gonna get better at it you just you just know and that's something to celebrate that's that that means you've gone through the bad days and you're gonna have better ones that's something worth celebrating and that's something to look forward to i guess in a way you know you shouldn't you shouldn't be afraid to not try things because you don't know what's gonna happen you know and when it does happen you should just remind yourself that oh i've gone the i've gone through the bad days bad days are over i'm gonna look forward to the good days so yeah took me a while to get there don't worry took me at least 18 years or something so you're not alone but yeah 
that's my first step and the second one for me is to reframe your idea of success so not only that we're reframing the idea of failure but also the idea of success because like i said for me even my idea of success back then was it actually stemmed from the fear of failure like i was like so scared of like the consequences i was gonna get if i don't get to an ivy or whatever like i was so scared of quote-unquote like failing in life that it determines my success you know like getting there determines my success when it shouldn't be right like your idea of success should be just like your desire your true desire to be successful for your the betterment of yourself and you know for actually wanting to truly achieve something because you want to you know it shouldn't be from fearfully it, it shouldn't be fearfully driven it should be purely driven from you know your own true self that you want to achieve at something so yeah and i know a lot of people spend so much time and energy um you know to not fail so that they would succeed but it's healthier to actually want to succeed than being scared to fail so that you succeed you know but yeah anyways the third one which is the final one <gasps> oh my gosh no you guys oh my gosh i got cut off i literally got cut off i got cut off oh my gosh did you guys hear the whole like nah, nah, nah. yeah yeah that was that was that was the ending to my podcast oh my goodness i literally did not realize but i just finished the whole podcast and then i looked back and i realized that the the last part was cut off because i wanted to pause that music that was going on in my garage band but okay ah okay okay now i'm gonna repeat what i just said okay but the last thing that i said um i guess to overcome your fear of failure is to give yourself permission to fail which in itself means that you should be exposed to it you know by letting yourself open up to the idea of failure and also to just failure in itself it makes you i don't know used to it i guess it's like you know i guess for me my testimony my testimony would be like i don't know like god has been giving me so many different types of rocks and pebbles and boulders and they're like shooting up right at my back at the moment and like he's just like throwing failure in my life and i just need to get over it because nonetheless i just need to get over it and yeah like through time i formed like a mutant little shell at the back of me and so like if god wants to throw like a heavy boulder again that that would be totally fine just like i can finally now say just bring it on man just bring it on i don't know you know what i'm just gonna i'm just gonna read my notes okay this is why this is why i have my notes but yeah it's like exposing yourself to failure to the point where now at the end of the day you could then say like just bring it on man you know because just failure in itself seems terrifying all the time you know but if you kind of shift that and you kind of think to yourself you know if you if i actually do you know fail at this certain aspect of my life well like what's gonna happen like actually ask yourself that you know because you know it's it's good to well it's not good it's like you can be scared of failing ever you know like you could always like protect yourself so that you won't fail but then when you actually do fail how does that actually feel because for me it actually kind of feels liberating like what you know i know this is like you know you might jinx this when you say this but like literally though like what's the worst that could happen like when you fail what literally is the worst that could happen if you don't make it to this university what's the worst that could happen there's so many other paths out there that you haven't looked 
at, you know. The idea of sticking into one path that you think is the best path ever, you know, but you don't even know that because, again, you're not God or anything because your story has been written. It's just whether you choose to open the book and read the whole thing or not, or you could just self-prophesize the first and the ending of it, you know. Your story is written, but you don't know that yet. And so you're so fixated on one certain path that you're so scared of failing when in reality maybe that's a transition for you to look at the other paths that god has given for you and what your story really is and i guess yeah like being exposed to failure and you know this is sort of like kind of the final route to like giving that push or encouragement for you to stop fearing at failure in itself like by exposing yourself to it and sort of kind of looking forward to it because it's like not only that you should celebrate your success, you should also celebrate your failure. And I talked about that a lot of times. But yeah, like by celebrating your failures, you are celebrating that like, oh, I've, I've, I've gone through this dark stage of my life, you know? And it's something worth celebrating for, you know? You've gone through so many hardships that like it's worth celebrating at the end because you are then opening a new gate or a new passageway for you to have better days ahead. You know, it's it's something you should celebrate because it's a transitioning point to something better. And so, yeah, I guess being open to it, you know, being open to it is a first step to just like, I know this is the last step, but it could also be a first step to just like accepting failure and every other other kind of outcomes out there so yeah you'll discover that like it could actually be really liberating to you know i guess like go through failure because you think it's something so fearful and it's just gonna ruin you for the rest of your life but it's actually a very liberating feeling and um you're just i guess one step closer to a better and more pleasant (laughs) kind of lifestyle i guess so yeah if you survived like it's like it's kind of like proving to yourself that like oh the idea of this thing called failure the worst case scenario kind of thing when you've actually lived it it's like huh it's not even that bad so yeah okay but anyways guys okay it's like literally my second outro but thank you guys for making it to this far and listening through i know the majority of you all are less than 20 years old because that that's great you know that should be what it is because that'll be kind of weird if i have like 50 year olds up and running on my game but like hey, you know, like, I know the majority of you are still at school, and I hope that in some way, shape, or form, people could have a better outlook in life by not being fearfully driven, but more successfully driven for your the betterment of yourself, and I hope that whoever is still going through school right now are really in life, and they're still pretty scared of jumping into a new relationship, or pretty scared to be doing, or picking up a new hobby, or, you know, getting into a leadership program or an organization or just in college or anything really in your points of your lives i hope that you are still able to open up and shift and reframe your idea of failure and success and i hope these tips and these things that i've shared today could really reassure you and help you in some way shape or form i don't know leave a thought tell me something tell me if it works or not i hope you all have a great day ahead and yeah I'm very grateful to be sharing this with you guys because it's been quite a milestone for me and should be for you too. Okay, I'll see you guys next time. And yeah, bye everyone.